Hello, my rebels. Today I ask why Extinction Rebellion is not on the Canadian terrorist watch list, but the Proud Boys are. One of them is threatening to blow up pipelines. The other, I don't know, has uh, cheeky tattoos and hazing rituals. Which one should be on the terrorist list? We'll get to that in a moment. But before we do, let me invite you to become a subscriber to Rebel News Plus. Just go to rebelnewsplus.com and click subscribe. It's the video version of this podcast. I do one every day. Sheila Gunn-Reed, David Menzies, and Andrew Chapados do one a week. And the eight bucks a month, it might not be a ton of dough to you, but it adds up for us. And it's the way we can avoid taking any government handouts because we've got you on our side. So we don't need Trudeau on our side like the rest of the media. Anyways, go to rebelnewsplus.com. Here's today's podcast. Tonight, foreign-funded eco-activists tell us to expect pipeline bombings. Is that a threat? It is November 24th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. I don't know if you remember, but in 2016 and 2017, we had a wild man here at Rebel News called Gavin McInnes, and he made videos for us on YouTube. He was a creative genius. He was a founder of Vice Magazine. He invented the concept and the style of hipsters. That's two billion dollar ideas right there. And he had a third idea I'll mention later. Anyways, Gavin had a unique skill on the right that is more common on the left. He blended entertainment with political ideas in a way that was funny and cool, not eat your spinach type preaching. He was cool in a genuine way. He had tattoos, too many of them, some awful ones, but none as generic and corporate as Trudeau's Thunderbird tattoo that's as fake as Trudeau's feminism. Gavin knew music in a real way. He knew fashion, and my God, was he funny. My favorite work by him was when he pretended to be his brother, Miles. Families, I can't. That's Pat Benatar getting nervous. That's Gregory Isaacs, I think. I don't know who the hell that is. Listen, the boss. Our brothers and our sisters in the back. Ah, uh, little Steven. Kumo D. Some guy with a baby. My point is, he was like any number of left-wing comedian politicians, like Jon Stewart, formerly of The Daily Show. Jon Stewart would say outrageous things, and if he ever got into trouble, he'd put on a clown nose and say, just joking. He was often funny, to be sure. Gavin was a bit closer to Howard Stern in terms of profanity and crudeness, but Gavin was hugely popular before YouTube censorship really kicked in. I mentioned that Gavin had three billion dollar ideas so far, whereas most people have zero billion dollar ideas in their lives. Vice Magazine, hipsterism, and his third idea, a fraternity for grown-ups called the Proud Boys. I'll be honest, I never quite understood it or its symbols or slogans, but boy did other people love it. The West is the best, by which they meant Western art 
culture, technology, law. They call themselves Western chauvinists. Gavin would talk about how the West was superior to other cultures, right on down to the cheeseburger, which he pointed out could be eaten with one hand while you drive your car with the other hand. Funny, but also political and also a little bit true. I traveled a bit with Gavin and I was constantly startled by how many people recognized him on the street for his rebel work and also for his proud boys. I was in Israel, I was in Tel Aviv and Jerusalem with him and hundreds of people came to see him because of that. I didn't get the goofier stuff like the Disney song thing. I just didn't get it. The re we're called Proud Boys because I went to one of my kids' music recitals and some ponce got up there and while everyone's playing the piano and the violin and doing stuff they tried, he gets up and he goes, Proud of your boy. I'll make you proud of your boy. It's some song from Aladdin. And I was looking around for the dad because I thought there's no way this dad is proud of his boy. And of course... He was a child of a single mom, duh. I didn't get it. And, and some of it seemed a bit too college freshman-ish to me, like the hazing rituals to join. Three, two, one. Great thoughts. One. one. Cheerios. Two. two. Frosted Flakes. Three. Cocoa Pops. Four. <laughs> but maybe I wasn't enough of a guy's guy in college. I was too much of a debate club nerd, I guess. Anyways, I never joined Proud Boys in part because there was actually never anything to join. It wasn't a club with membership rules. It wasn't a franchise. There really wasn't any governance like Gavin's other invention, hipsterism. It was just an idea he put out into the world. He was its guru, guru its prophet, but not its owner. I think it could have been something really big. Uh, like when I joined Boy Scouts 30 years ago, they had a book that you had to buy that every scout had that laid out the whole philosophy of scouting and all the rules of a scout pack. And that was a source of money for the scouts and they had an organization. It was a nonprofit, but it was still a huge company nonetheless. I remember suggesting to Gavin that he should write the Proud Boys Bible, so to speak, where he would put in writing what Proud Boys is and what it isn't. Since he didn't do so, others would fill the void. And they were starting to do that already and, and to franchise the thing, not only to commercialize it, but to have the power to ban bad actors from the group. The same way Boy Scouts could kick out a Scoutmaster because Boy Scouts is a thing, it's a corporate entity, not just a movement or a, or a feeling or a slogan. I'm not pretending I'm, I'm smart. I never really had a lot to do with Proud Boys, but I could see a thirst amongst young men of the West to embrace Western masculine values. It's the same wave that has carried Dr. Jordan Peterson so far, frankly, rediscovering and defending and promoting masculine Western values and virtues. That's what Gavin McInnes was doing in a more lowbrow, humorous way, instinctively. Gavin identified a void through instinct. Peterson did it more intellectually. Gavin McInnes left our company in the fall of 2017 when a U.S. media company offered him, I don't know, something like triple uh, the rate of pay we were paying him. And even if we could match it, which we probably couldn't, who wouldn't prefer to work for a U.S. billionaire rather than a Canadian startup? Uh, in the end, it wasn't uh, the money, though. It was his new boss didn't know how controversial Gavin was, and I don't think he could abide it.
So uh, now Gavin has started his own company called Censored.TV, and he's put together a portfolio of other censored commentators, including several Rebel News alumni like Katie Hopkins and Laura Loomer, and other controversial figures like Milo Yiannopoulos and Jacob Wall. Obviously, none of that would survive for a minute on YouTube, so it's a paywall subscription show. He really has pulled together all of the banned people in one place. It's only possible to do that in America. Such a project would be banned in Canada in a minute, immediately, and I'm not even joking. It would be deplatformed in ways we haven't even yet contemplated. Um, I saw this uh, by chance. I came across this document on the news site The Intercept. This is a leaked list of all the, quote, dangerous people in the world who are permanently banned from Facebook. There's a huge long list of terrorists on it. And Gavin McInnes is on it too. Oh, and the Proud Boys too. I don't know what terrorism Gavin has done. Uh, he's made a lot of crude jokes, so I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, when he was with me in Israel, it was pretty clear which side of things he was on about terrorism. He thought Israel needed to be tougher, more anti-terrorist, and less supine than it was. Israel should enjoy their wall and be proud of it because it works, and America should build their wall and be proud of it because it will work. Capitulation doesn't work. It's time for some unapologetic arrogance. Now, I'm not here to defend Gavin McInnes. He left our company more than four years ago. I'm not here to defend the Proud Boys. The Proud Boys got into a street scuffle with Antifa, in New York City a few years back, and one of its members was prosecuted by the hard left-wing prosecutors in that city. New York and a dozen other Democrat cities were looted and rioted and burnt by Black Lives Matter and Antifa while police and prosecutors stood down. But a right-wing lad punches an Antifa thug and off to prison he goes. Now, I'm not for violence other than self-defense. I don't know enough about the Proud Boys guy who got into trouble for that fisticuff, but I think we've all seen in recent weeks in America just how political policing and prosecuting is, uh, I think, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. But like I say, Proud Boys is really a fraternity for young men who didn't go to college. That's, that's how I would describe it. And here's my point. Here in Canada, Proud Boys never really got going into anything much. Maybe some guys meeting up in bars maybe get some tattoos. The only thing I have ever heard of that Proud Boys actually did in Canada, the only thing, and I've had my eye on it, is that a few years ago, when some anti-Canada protesters were protesting in Halifax, some radical activists wanted to tear down a statue of Halifax's founder, Edward Cornwallis, so these left-wing activists claimed they were indigenous, but five Proud Boys members came to counter them. And, and by the way, two of the Proud Boys uh, were Aboriginal themselves. I want to show you what the actual altercation looked like. I don't even think it could be called an altercation. Um, some left-wing protesters and then five Proud Boys, who happened to be in the Canadian Navy, Two of the five were Aboriginal. Another one of them is gay, if you're interested in counting that way. And I mention that because if you're trying to play a hand of politically correct poker by telling me that this was some white supremacist right-wing thing, I'm here to tell you that's a lie. But watch the altercation for yourself. On the one hand, five clean-cut Canadian Navy lads, 
peacefully, calmly, being pro-Canada, and then a bunch of ruffians wanting to tear down the statue. Watch for yourself. So why, why is she allowed the, uh, the Mi'kmaq flag, but I'm you not allowed take, my... You're not allowed... I don't this, this is a flag of genocide. A flag of genocide. Yes. This was... So this is a country of genocide? Yes, it we're, is. we're living in a country of genocide? I'm glad that you're not... Okay, so you guys are... Even though, even though all, the, all of that was done <laughs> with the Union Jack, this is the Confederate flag of Canada. This is Mi'kmaq territory. This is not Canada. This is Canada. You, it might have been. It might have been Mi'kmaq. So you don't have Canadian ID. You don't it's, it's uh, pay your taxes. You don't have a Medicare card. This is not an argument. Well, it is. You need to have respect. You need to have respect. Yes. Oh, please. please respect. Please. You have to I feel like we're being respectful, but you're telling us our no. country doesn't exist. It'd be great if you left. Please. Yeah. Celebrate you have country. Choice. You can stay and observe the ceremony, but you can't have the you can't have a colonial genocide. Or you can. I don't like and the founding you. of everything you see and the houses you live in. I don't need to. Yeah, I don't like you. Why don't, why don't you give well, yeah, yeah. all that you own back? You give your sweater, give your pants, give your shoes, give your house, give it all back. Somewhere between very little and nothing. If it's still not yours, if this is still Mi'kmaq land, then everything, not everybody here should be handing over to them. I know here, I know native people. I know no, no roots. Uh, this is the only home I know. I'm sure my ancestors are probably European, but it's only really guesswork. Okay. I don't know that I'm not part of this. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Part anything for all. We're all okay. None of us was here when this was happened. We're all descendants of these people. Yes, it's our history, and it's to be acknowledged. Absolutely. I'm gonna turn my back again. I'm gonna turn my back again. Talk to people who want it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'll go the next. We'll go with this with a reasonable person. So there was a huge media kerfuffle, in the media at least, I don't know anyone else who actually cared, and if they did, they sided with the five lads, but of course, there were no charges brought against them, and they committed no crime. Now, Trudeau's Navy is as politically correct as you can imagine, so they obviously abused and punished and threatened and defamed the five men, but the video I just showed you was the sum totality. In all of Canada, of any Proud Boys public activity at all, full stop, that's it. Pretty mild, no swearing, let alone punching or terrorism. Five guys saying, don't tear down a statue. And I tell you all this because, as you already know, Justin Trudeau put the Proud Boys on the official list of terrorist groups in Canada, along with Al-Qaeda and ISIS. So it's not just Facebook's dangerous list. It's on a real list of terrorists, according to the Canadian government. Now, I'm not sure how that's done, given that the Proud Boys are an unincorporated identity. It would be like putting another one of Gavin's Invention's hipsters on the list. Hipsters are a thing, I guess, but it's not really a list with a membership. What would it mean, having the wrong tattoo or the wrong outfit? They, I mean, I guess the Proud Boys wear a certain kind of golf shirt. Is that a terrorist act? So Gavin McInnes... The Howard Stern of political commentary has a blue-collar fraternity, and it is declared a terrorist group in Canada for doing what I showed you above, I guess. I don't know. That's it. I don't know if there's anything more. I, I, I promise you it, it really could have been a club, a franchise. I don't know. But that'll get you in prison now. You're a proud boy.
I guess. I mean, if you support it, I, I don't know if any returning ISIS fighters coming back from Iraq or Syria to Canada, I don't know if any of them have actually been thrown in prison in Canada, but I'm pretty sure anyone who supported Proud Boys would be prosecuted by Trudeau in a heartbeat. But what is this? Look at this. What is this? This is David Suzuki. We're in deep, deep doo-doo, and they've been telling us, the leading experts, for over 40 years. This is what we're come to. The next stage after this is there are going to be pipelines blown up. Is that a threat? Or is that a promise? Or is that a prediction? Bombing pipelines? And that's the CBC's star, the state broadcaster. That's David Suzuki, the head of the David Suzuki Foundation, a registered CRA charity. And he's out there talking up bombing pipelines? Why, yes. <laughs> you know, it's, he's been at it a while, actually. Here's the David Suzuki Foundation cashing in on a video game made with taxpayers' dollars, by the way, where you get to blow up Canadian pipelines. True story. An online video game funded by Ontario taxpayers is causing a firestorm of controversy in three provinces for depicting pipeline bombings. The game, called Pipe Trouble, was released by TV Ontario, the province's public broadcaster. TVO recently removed the game from its website after critics charged that it depicts eco-terrorist activities. The broadcaster said the game will be independently reviewed. Okay, got it. Yeah, so David Suzuki has been into this violent fantasy for a while now. That was eight years ago. But it's not just Suzuki, who some might write off as just an aging man with Biden-like outbursts, don't pay too much attention to it. It was just a gaffe. Maybe he'll later retract it after he has some sober second thought and a younger advisor whispers in his ear. But what do you make of this? Would you take a look at this? Extinction Rebellion defends David Suzuki's pipeline comments. The group insists that Suzuki